Filmscope UG with DSTV Uganda. Great stories come alive on DSTV. DSTV Uganda, it's your moment. Welcome to the Fat Boy Show. My name is Olive. Now, this is Films G with DSTV. Today, we are happy to be talking to film producer and writer Enoch Ikiriza Kiremire. Now, Enoch has over 16 years of experience in brand management and media practice. He's a radio presenter, producer, artist, writer, and musician. Welcome to the show, Enoch. <laughs> Thank you. Good to be here. Okay. Now, um, let's first get into the interesting stuff. I understand you are the former creative director at uh, Power FM. Yes, I did work as a creative director there for a few years, I think oh. about five. Ah, okay. Yeah. So how do you get from creative directing to film? Um. I don't think it's a very complicated switch because being a creative director in radio is a bit broad. Mm-hmm. So you get to to basically work with a whole lot of creative people, get ideas that are raw and figure out a way of making them actually work that are practical. You're not always the one generating the ideas, but you're working with different people across different scopes. Mm-hmm. And you're making sure the creative side also works with the logical side and the finances and things are able to happen. And when you think about it, that's actually the work of a producer when it comes to film. Okay. So it was a fairly easy switch from radio because when I retired from radio, I'd been doing that for 16 years, I think, and decided to get into my own company. We were doing things here and there and someone offered me a job helping with marketing a movie and then I ended up being the producer. Ah, I see. So you say you've been in radio for 16 years. What other stations have you worked for? Um, Well, I started out working at Power FM. I did one year at the BBC, but the rest of the time was mostly with Power FM. Mm. Then I helped set up a radio station in Luero called Musana FM, but I wasn't working there. I just set them up, trained the staff, got it off the ground and running. But vast majority, 99% of my time was with Power FM. Ah, okay. Yeah. So you were part of the crew, uh, part of the producers to be specific of the 27 guns. Yes, we were two producers on the project and I was one of them. Okay, so tell us about that project, uh, the, the, the pros and cons, the hardships and the easy part. <laughs> That's <laughs> a hard one. Because that was a very long project and there's a lot of things that went right and a lot of things that went wrong. Okay. Um, But I guess that can be said of every other movie project. Mm. You have a dream, you have a script, you have a whole lot of things that need to be done. I think it was one of the most, um, one of the biggest Ugandan projects we've had, Mm. if not the biggest, because it had an entirely Ugandan crew. Mm. An entirely Ugandan cast. I think we only had two crew members from Kenya. All the money was sourced locally, so it was one of the few things that was a truly Ugandan project. 
um, unlike where you, I know a lot of people compare it to films about Ugandan stories, but they're mostly being done by a foreign crew. Yes. And things like that. So it was a huge project. Mm. Um, had a lot of people who were learning on the job, mm. which was a good thing because we began to expand our minds to think about what we could actually be able to achieve if we put our minds to it. So I think it was a very worthwhile project. It had a lot of challenges. It was a sensitive topic and the things that were going on in the country around the time that we wanted to have it released did not do it any favors. But I think in spite of that, it has been one of the most commercially successful uh, film projects we've had in Uganda. Yeah. I think I agree with you on that. Uh, yeah. It was well produced and uh, it was well, it was put out there. I think even when someone has not watched it, they know oh. about it. Yeah, it was one of those classic examples of there was no such thing as bad publicity. Exactly. Everyone who loved it, everyone who hated it still watched it. We put out DVDs, they sold out. We put out a second bunch, they sold out. So it, it, it was it was a fairly decent project. Of course, nothing comes out as perfectly as you wanted it to be. Mm. Uh, a lot of people had issues with the edit, us included. But at the end of the day, we did something. Rather than sit back and critique everything else that comes out, I think I'm a firm believer in criticizing by creating. So mm. we learned on the job and we'll be doing much better with further projects that come up. Okay, so uh, are there any other projects that you're working on currently? Um, we're currently working on a couple of projects. We are working on a TV series called The Reporter. Okay. Uh, the pilot episode's been shot. We are shopping it around and waiting for the best offer before we close on how we'll do the entire series. Uh, mm. There is a movie in the works called Toy Soldiers as well. Mm. And then there are a couple of uh, indie short film projects that we also have in the works as well. Okay. So what would you say is the main challenge as far as Ugandan film is concerned? Um, my perspective on that is a bit interesting because I came in as an outsider. Mm -hmm. And I'd come from the world of music right. and events. And, and radio. And radio. <laughs> And the way we handle things there is a little bit different. Mm. So I was borrowing from those experiences to bring them into film. And so from that outsider's perspective, I would say there are three main challenges we have for Ugandan film. Number one is it's a very closeted industry. Mm -hmm. They are yet, we are yet, I'm, going to, I used to, I'm not going to say they because now I'm part of it. We are yet to learn how to get our film out to the general public. Mm. There's very much a sense of we're insiders and you're happy to make your film and show it to your people and get it appreciated by your crew. Whereas when it comes to music, they're more in your face. They're getting things out there for everyone to know and everyone to watch. Whether you love music or you don't, you'll know who this person is. You'll know about this project. Mm. So learning to market and put their film out there is one challenge. The second one I would say is everyone tries to do everything mm. to be a jack of all trades so you're the actor you're the producer you're the director you're the sound guy you wrote the script so there's not a lot of input in what you're doing but that also means that you can't get very good 
at any particular thing because you're trying to do all of it. Mm. It always takes a little bit away from the project if the same person who wrote it is the one directing it, is the one producing it, is the one acting in it. Mm. It makes the movie only as good as that individual is. But if we open up and start specializing a bit more, then we start getting better at the individual things that collectively make a great movie. And then I would say the third and last thing is we don't really have a structured industry. We have a collection of people trying to do things, but there's no properly structured industry where we know how this thing starts from the beginning and all the way to the distribution and consumption. So the actual process. By structured system, do you mean like mm-hmm. production houses, the way Hollywood has the likes of... Uh, MGM, Warner Bros and stuff like that? Um, yes and no. Uh, yes, we do not have those and we need them. But two, those aren't the only aspect of the lifespan of a film. Mm. So I'm talking about everything from producers' guilds and actors' guilds. I'm oh. talking about distribution networks. I'm talking about copyright laws. I'm talking about world uh, sales. I'm talking about all the different stages a film goes through for someone to be able to say we have an industry. Okay, I understand. Now, uh, let's go back a bit. You mentioned something about someone producing, directing, acting in the movie as well. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Is it because we lack enough talent? Or is it because people just want to monopolize the entire thing? I think everyone has their reasons, but I think it's mostly we've not yet broadened our mindset to realize that because it's like artists are very passionate people and they want to own their project and run with their project and make their project the best that it can be. Mm. In order for you to do that, you actually have to let that project go for other people to be able to have input into it. So if I write a, I'm speaking as a producer, if you brought me your script, you would have to hand over that script to me and trust me to be able to get someone else to have a second eye at that script and criticize it mm. until we have a best version of that script, which is a very hard thing. I usually tell creatives that criticizing someone's creative work is talking to a mother about her baby. That's right. No mother wants to hear her baby's ugly. Mm. But the truth is there are some babies that are ugly. <laughs> and That's true. We're not saying that because it's a bad thing. We're just describing and saying these are things we need to fix yes. for your movie to be consumed well by the public. And once you're done with that, then I'm going to have to find a director who's going to bring this thing to life. And you might be having all these ideas in your head about how you want the movie directed. And they work great for you if you're making the movie for you. Okay. But if you're making it for a public audience, you need the best director to come in. Then you're going to have to get uh, script supervisors. You're going to have to get producers on board. You're going to have to get set designers. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger and you lose control of your baby. And yeah. that's sometimes a very hard pill to swallow. for them to swallow because they've not thought through the chain. So I think it's more about expanding their minds. Mm. a whole lot more to realize yes I came up with this idea but my role in this is as a script writer there was a better person to direct there was a better person to act there was a better person to do all these other things and be able to let it go mm. into the hands of a trusted producer who knows what they are doing for, 
which is best for the project, not necessarily for you, mm-hmm. what you prefer, but for the project to be much bigger than the individual who thought about it. Okay. And that's a hard pill to swallow for a lot of creators. Makes sense. You know, like you said, uh, if it's my baby, <laughs> I, yep. I may want to believe that I'm the best person to mm-hmm. I know what's best for it yeah, from start yeah, to finish I want to dress my baby this uh-huh. way I want my baby to go to this school I want all these things for my baby the problem with that mm. is your baby will always be a baby you're right <laughs> now if you want your baby to grow then yep. you're going to have to send your baby off to a school run by someone else and trust the teachers to do their job exactly okay now going back to you how do you balance music and film um, that is an interesting one. Um, I I heard your bio about me. <laughs> I wonder where you got it from. Um. <laughs> I heard I'm a musician and an artist. I haven't been that in like 20 years. Oh, okay. So but I you won before. Very, very, very long time ago. Okay. Um, so what I do on the music side now is my company does talent management. Mm. And we have a batch of artists that we manage and we produce their shows and their concerts and their albums. So when you have a team of people around you who you've been working with on that for several years, a lot of them can do most of the work Mm. by themselves. I believe in empowering people and growing them so they can replace me as quickly as possible. Okay. So a lot of the music side is being done by the team. I'm just consulted occasionally on the big picture. The rest of the things are done by them. They're quite capable. And uh. then I'm able to deal with projects on film, but I'm also very particular about which projects I take on. Mm, you're the picky yeah. type. <laughs> um, I think everyone should be picky. Uh, I think there was an age you're at where you want to try everything. Mm-hmm. And as you try everything, you begin to develop a particular taste. That you you want your brand to associate with. That you want your brand to associate with, but also that you feel you can add value to. Okay. You don't just want to produce anything because it came to your plate. You want to produce it because you feel I can add value to this and this is something I actually believe in. Hmm. Okay, makes sense. <laughs> Sometimes it means turning down really cool projects, but you know, this is a cool project, but there's a better person for it than I. Mm. So it, it takes it's maturity a, to do that. Yeah, it takes maturity to do that and honesty with oneself. Yeah, I know that has rubbed a lot of people in the industry the wrong way, but I think they'll come around to it. But it's not personal when you say no to a project, it's just that. You're excited about the project, you love it, but you don't see what value you're going to add to it. So they're better off finding someone who's more capable. Exactly. Ah, so you told us about one of the projects that you've done, and that is 27 Guns. I'm curious to know what other projects you've worked on. Leave alone the ones that are in the works, but the Mm -hmm. finished projects that you have under your belt. Um, a lot of them are commercials. We've done some commercials for Stanbic, for Shell, for a lot of those because those are the things that bring in money mm. a lot faster. That's the reality of our industry. Mm. Whereas when it comes to film, it's very difficult to find financing for film mm. because a lot of people, again, we have a very infant industry. 
So a lot of people are either searching for financing from foreign investors or from it would be. So there are a lot of projects. So for example, I talked about the reporter. Mm. We need a significant amount of money because we're not going to compromise on the quality to do the entire season. We mm. got an investor who put in the money from what we sourced and were able to do the pilot. Mm. We are not going to proceed with so that's been sitting actually for over a year because we're not willing to move forward till we've raised all the financing to do the entire season. We're actually on the verge of closing that to shoot it in Ethiopia and then COVID became a blessing to the world. Uh. <laughs> so we're, there are a lot of things on pause. And like I said, 27 Guns was actually the first, mm. my first foray into film. So it's been a very short um, stint mm. in film. Did 27 Guns, got bitten by the film bug, decided to go and actually do as much research and studying about it so that I know what I'm doing and what I'm talking about. So spent a bit of time in school for that. And then after that, started getting into projects. So a lot of the projects I'm involved in right now are still in the pre-production stage. Now I understand why you're picky about your projects. You gave, you gave it time. You went to school. You have done research to understand this whole film business. So you're not just excited to put your feet in, into the water. You want to know that you can actually swim. It has to be worth my time. It has to be worth the time of people who are trusting me with their projects. Mm. And films take time. You can spend 10 years on one film project. That's 10 years of your life. It needs to count for something. It needs to be worth something. I hear you. Especially for producers. Producers will be on a project for 20 or 30 years. Long after the director and the actors and the writers have moved on to other things, they'll still be on that project. Mm. So... If people, the people that are listening to us right now, and if they are interested in finding your work or reaching out to you for work, how do they get to you? Um, I'm picky about leaving my number, but <laughs> um, they can always get in touch on social media. That's a very easy platform. That's fine. You can share your um, social media handles. That's curious. Chiremre uh, Enoch, pretty much. On I think that's Facebook. Twitter is Ikiriza Chiremire. Ikiriza Chiremire. Yes. That's Twitter. And Facebook yep. is Enoch Ikiriza Chiremire. Yes. Okay. Enoch, thank you so much for speaking to us. It was uh, nice to talk to one of the best. <laughs> thank you. I'm flattered to hear that. I feel yeah. I'm still the new kid on the block. Well, new kid on the block with so much to offer. And that counts for something. Thank you. So thank you for being with us. Um, we will talk to you some other time, maybe when the reporter is out. Absolutely. Look forward to that. Okay. Filmscope UG with DSTV Uganda. Great stories come alive on DSTV. DSTV Uganda. It's your moment.